Hi, and welcome to episode 30. We're going to be talking about decisive decision-making and a little trick I use to make decisions just a little bit easier. So let's get into it. Hi, my name is Catherine Mahoney, and I'm passionate about intuition, business, and living your best life, and helping you navigate the ups and downs of the wild ride we call life. I'm an entrepreneur, intuitive advisor dedicated to guiding others to success, winning national awards in business and leadership, and featured in MSNBC, USA Today, and the Business Journal, just to name a few, speaking to audiences just like yourself. I teach successful business leaders in honing their intuition, creating certainty, and taking aligned action. I'll give you a straight talk with humor. Business, intuition, and mindset are just a few of the topics we discuss discuss here. Be ready for fun, insightful journey with me. Reveal hidden secrets, be challenged and inspired. This is the Clearly Catherine podcast. What if I told you that creating email newsletters could be as easy as posting to social media? That's right. Flowdesk offers an all-in-one email marketing system. It's the easiest way to get started in building your email list today. Go to flowdesk.com. That's F-L-O-D-E-S-K dot com slash C slash Clearly Catherine for your 30 days free and 50% off your subscription. You can also find the link in the show notes. We've talked before in other episodes about decision making, and I hear so many people bring this up, the overwhelm, the stress, what if I'm not making the right decision? It feels like a dilemma. It's kind of weighty. I see myself as quite decisive. I make decisions based off logic, feeling, information, and intuitive. I'm an intuitive, so of course I make my decisions quite intuitively. But I do do a lot of research as well. I like to find ways to support a decision I'm making instead of talking myself into something or out of something or just feeling excited by the right sales pitch or that would just make me feel good. I try to break decisions down so that there's not just one or the other. Well, that's what I call a dilemma. One or the other, it really doesn't make us feel very good when we have to pick one or the other. There's always at least, at least one other choice. Even if it's not super viable or it doesn't feel that great, always find another option so that what happens is you're now not dealing with one or the other black or white, left or right, up or down, you're now standing with three decisions. You can weigh them out better. You're not comparing one to the other and going back and forth. If you can weigh the three, four, five even, weigh them out. Sometimes they can even blend together quite well. So you're trapped in overwhelm. You feel like there's a zillion things you have to do. You're never going to get it all done. You have to make a decision what to move forward with. And when you are in deep overwhelm, it's more like one or the other. Try to figure out where to start 
or just find something else to do. You can avoid it. Avoidance is the decision often. Procrastination happens. So even decisions can be based on making a choice or not making a choice. See how that works? Kind of tricky, isn't it? (laughs) Decisions are constant. And it's not necessarily about something. It can be about avoiding a bunch of things. When you're in overwhelm, decisions play a very different role. And you still have to learn to be decisive. And you still have to find ways to have options. Who doesn't love options? Everybody says, oh, you know, don't put me in where I have to make a choice. You want to have options. Lots and lots of options. So let's say we're having to deal with overwhelm. And overwhelm is hampering our decision making because it's just too many decisions that you can't even see them anymore. There are not really any options because every time you start to pick something to do, you realize there's a million layers within that. And so again, you're back to, Ugh, do I really want to do that? Yes or no. Again, we're back into a dilemma because it's a yes or no, in or out. See what I'm saying? Still not getting anywhere. So how do we get decisive? All right. Make it simple. Let's make this really fun and really simple. Have you ever taken kids to Baskin Robbins? I like Baskin Robbins. I mean, 31 flavors and unusual bubble gums, one of my favorite. And now they have 31 magical flavors to choose. All right, this is our first problem. Now, we got to start narrowing this down, right? We have 31 flavors. We've got sherbets. We have fruit-flavored ice cream. We have chocolate ice cream. We have ice cream with stuff in it. Let's start narrowing this down. Now we got way too many options, and navigating a child through this is very difficult. So let's start. Do you like, want a sherbet? Do you want fruit? No. Okay, let's start narrowing this down. So you have to narrow them down, right? What? feels good right now? What do you want to taste right now? What is your favorite thing right now? Sometimes it's just one flavor they always love, but in my experience, it's not always that way. We like to try different things. So, okay, we begin to narrow down. No fruit, no sherbet, don't want nuts. We get into chocolate. There's different types of chocolate. You narrow it down. You know, sadly, it ends up with just plain chocolate sometimes. Let's say we end up with plain chocolate after negotiating our way through all these different choices. See, now what we did here was we took 31 flavors. That's 31 choices. We broke them into groups, knocked them off one at a time, and ended up with chocolate. Sounds simple, doesn't it? It's not yet done. Now the question comes up, do you want it in a cup? Or a cone, a cone, great. What kind of cone do you want? You're like, oh my Lord, stop giving this child decisions to make. This is how it works though, right? I've narrowed down, I'm gonna work on something. Now I have all these choices within what I'm gonna work on. 
Okay, great. Do you want a cup or a cone? <laughs> Do you want a sugar cone or a waffle cone or a regular cone? Now we got four choices out of that. Need to narrow it down. Well, it's a warm, sunny day. It's probably going to melt off the cone pretty quick. So let's go with a cup. Maybe they like waffle cones. That's what the way you're going to go. It has the hole at the bottom. That's a little messy. So I usually went no with that one. So what decision are you going to make? Narrowed it down to chocolate ice cream. I'm usually force kids to get a cup. It's less as messy. So I trick them, honestly. And now we're in a cup. Oh, now we know the big choice is coming. Two more. Got two more to go. Let's not stop. Now we've narrowed it down. Now we're going to look at toppings. This one's generally a painful one with children if you've ever been to the topping department. Because if they want gummy worms, they only want one color. You're like, oh, you know, they don't like the green ones. Can you only put the red gummy worms on there? Doesn't always like, oh, they don't really like the red, the orange M&Ms. They only like the brown ones. So you pick out what toppings you want. You got to kind of negotiate that and kind of figure that one out. Then it's kind of what sauce do you want? Butterscotch or marshmallow. It keeps going, doesn't it? You keep getting to another decision. Or you narrow down to the next decision. Okay, we got ice cream. Where's the ice cream going to be put in? We got to decide on that now. We had options. We narrow that down. We look at the reasons why we're choosing that. Toppings, we're looking at the reasons why you're choosing that. Okay, I'm going to be honest. I don't really understand how kids want Sour Patch Kids on chocolate ice cream, but a little over my own head with marshmallow sauce. Ugh, sounds awful to me, but they like it. Every decision you make leads you to another big handful of decisions. So you need to know why, what you're making the decision regarding. If I only had the choice between a cup and the regular cone, honestly, it's a little harder to sell a kid on a cup. But generally, they don't want the regular cone. They want the waffle cone or the sugar cone, which generally has a hole and drips all over the place. And you can convince them that you lose ice cream by the dripping and you don't get as much. And if they had a cone, they get to eat all of the ice cream. At least this is the sales pitch I give. I can generally save myself a little hassle and a little less cleanup by selling the cup. Do you see where I'm going with this? We got to look at it all and measure it out. What do you really want and what makes sense? But if you just have one or the other, it's a lot harder to start deciphering what you need by this decision. What is the purpose of the decision? It's a lot harder for me to sell not getting the cone, regular cone for a cup because the bottom's pretty stable. But if I can move them into more interest of the cones I don't want them to have and then convince them that a cup is better, I can start narrowing my decisions down of the purpose and why. Now it's winter. It's not as usually big of a deal. Yes, I go for ice cream when it's winter. It won't melt as fast. So, you know, it's good cone season. Let's just be honest. But you've got to start looking at having multiple decisions because you can start measuring out why you're making that decision. What's involved in the decision? What comes first? Why are you doing it? What's the purpose of the decision? What's the purpose of that choice? What is it going to accomplish? And toppings, I don't really know where to go with that when it comes to kids, but 
that's kind of your personal choice, I think. If you want Sour Patch Kids on chocolate ice cream, I, I guess. But it's really about thinking about what you want and if you even need that. Maybe that's a step you don't even need. I can tell you right now, I do not need Sour Patch Kids on my chocolate ice cream. So maybe you start making these decisions and you realize this whole section of the toppings part isn't really that important. It's a bonus, it's an extra, but is it necessary for me to get the job done? No. Are the sauces necessary for you to get the job done? No. Does it add something special? Does it personalize it? Does it take it to the next level? Yeah. But to get things going and off the ground, to have an ice cream cone, it requires ice cream and a cone or a cup. But when you tell someone, let's go get an ice cream, you don't say, Lo, let's get an ice cream with topping and a sauce. Those are the extra things. They're not necessary to get the job done. Do you see when that's an 80-20 rule is kind of coming into play with this whole ice cream treat thing? See, I'm sneaking that in. So think about decisions, simplify them, have fun with it. And seriously, I'm not kidding. Make options, no matter how ridiculous they are, how you would not choose them at all. Because in understanding what you don't want helps define to you what you do want. So sometimes identifying the option that you don't want and writing the specific reasons why you don't helps then clarify even more what you do want and may create an option that you never thought of, which clarifies your decision into such a focus that you definitely don't need toppings on that chocolate ice cream. At least not now because you've made it so clear and focused. I know it's sort of a ridiculous thing, but I hope you're starting to see, one, make it kind of fun. Be completely open, especially if you're in overwhelm. Because when you are in overwhelm, you're like, I don't even know where to start anymore. I just need to figure out where to start. I just need to figure out where to start. Pick something. Pick something. Give yourself four or five options of where to start on that section, on that area. Start narrowing that down. Well, that takes a lot more steps. I don't want to get it. What's a simpler way to start? What's the one that excites you the most? What's the one that's the easiest one to do? Make it simply. I remember a teacher of mine said, do the easiest parts of your homework first. And I thought that was kind of interesting because I remember always do the hard part first and do the rest. And she always said, when you get a test, do the section, just skip right through. Answer the ones you can answer right away. Go through the whole entire test, answer the ones you can answer right away. And then go back through and do the next ones you can answer right away. And then go back through and do the next ones you can answer right away. And do the next ones. And then the hardest ones will be left, but you'll feel so accomplished that you finished at least 80% of the test already, you don't get stuck and then only finish 10 or 20% because you only focused on the hard stuff. You've already finished almost all the tests. You've only got a few of the difficult questions to finish. Does that make sense? I loved that she said that and explained it that way, by the way. I have used that forever because I always think of it, 
as I do the simplest things and I start knocking them off. And before I know it, I've kind of painted myself into a corner in the sense that everything's done. I just have to do that one part that I put off, set aside, or felt like the most challenging. But now it's like everything else is done. I don't have any more excuses. I don't have any other reason not to get this other thing done. I can't procrastinate on all this little busy work. It's all done. So find out what works for you. Try different ways. But have your decisions give you options. Allow your decisions to be ways to identify what you want and what you don't want. Have your decisions be ways to narrow things down, simplify. Now, even though you're taking option one and option two and giving yourself three, four, five, six, seven options, you are actually really simplifying because you're really trying to focus your mind on, okay, what other ways could I do this? Are there any pieces to this that I'm not thinking of? Are there any options to this? Any other ways to do this? And maybe you'll find you can do one of those options and it'll knock off two or three with that one that maybe you never thought about before or you did some research and you didn't even know existed. I've had that happen a lot recently. Alignment has been happening. When you start opening yourself up, the universe will bring you just what you need. You have to be open. You have to be willing to see what is available to you and listen. And if you're so stuck on this or that, this or that, this or that, this or that, I don't know what to do, and just leave because you're in a different this and that, then you're not relaxing your brain. You're starting to go into panic and distress, that's not helpful in getting you through the decision and working you through a dilemma and finding you into options and getting you to completion. If it helps, use the taking the kids to the ice cream store method. The first step is picking out the flavor ice cream. Okay, what's my first step? What mood am I in? What takes me to the goal I want? What feels right? What seems like the best choice? Give yourself three to five options, preferably five, honestly. But if it's only three, that's better than nothing. Start there. And then think about, okay, the next thing is, great, I have ice cream. I can't just set it in my hands. What is the other piece that supports that? What else do I need to do? What's the next step? All right. The next step is a container. What is that? What are the options for that? Why do I need it? What's the best way to go out doing it? What's the simplest way? What's the most effective? What's the most long-term? What's the most sustainable? What's the most fun? Whatever it is that you need, maybe use all of those to create those categories, those options for you. And then look at each one and say, yeah, it seems like it's going to kind of be a pain in the butt and take too long. Uh, No, be the answer. That. that one looks pretty simple. That kind of excites me and interests me. That's I like that direction. Great. 
Look at the other ones. Ooh, that I could do really quickly and I could build off it with these other ones. Wonderful, do that. Then look at the toppings, okay. What else do I need versus what else is available to me? And then look at that. Do I need to do this now? What could those be? What's easy, what's not? What strikes me as simple? What strikes me as fun? Can I get it done quickly? Is it more complicated? Does it really change the element? Does it not? Figure out what it is. Work your way through the system like that. Make it fun, make it simple, and be creative. It does not have to be options that you're like, yes. They don't have to be options that you like or want or desire. They can be options that you're like, oh, I do not want to do it that way. Why? Why don't you want to do it that way? List all the reasons you do not want it to be like that. Because when you do, you've now clarified why you do want it to be a different way, what you do want. And if those become really clear to you, then write, I want a solution that looks like this based off what you don't want. Because we all know very clearly what we don't want. And when you can picture what you don't want, you can make a list of the opposite, which is what you do want. Thanks to Flowdesk, I can create great looking emails that don't require a lot of setup. Seriously, as easy as a social media post. After using many of the top competitors, Flowdesk has become my all-time favorite email marketing platform. Flowdesk does all the tagging for me. With Flowdesk, I can see which of my subscribers are most engaged, what they're most interested in reading, and what they've clicked on, plus tons more data. So if you're sick of messing around with all the email marketing setup and tired of paying high prices that just go up as you grow, then give Flowdesk a try. One monthly price for unlimited subscribers. That's right, unlimited subscribers. That's one price, no hidden fees. Are you ready to take your business to the next level with email marketing? Go to flowdesk.com, that's F-L-O-D-E-S-K dot com slash C slash Clearly Catherine for your 30 days free and 50% off your subscription. Or you can click on the link below in the show notes. Now let's get back to the show. And when you simplify decisions by giving yourself options, clarifying why that would be a good choice to make, what works, what doesn't work, how much time does it take versus something else, how many more steps are involved in one decision over another, do those become other chunked down steps that become a different type of decision. Start somewhere, start somewhere simple, that you can chunk off. Remember the teacher I had with the test, go through the easiest things first, chunk those off, then go back through to the next level of simple, easy, get things done. Then do the next one, simple, easy, get things done. Keep going. And before you know it, you've only got one or two things left that felt complicated, but now it's the only thing on your plate and you're like, I could do that. It becomes simpler than you think it is. And some people call it chunking. You can call it whatever you want. I say just keep it simple. Do the things that you can just start knocking right off. Start knocking them off. Write down what you've completed. 
in big, bright, colorful colors on bright paper if you want. If it's something that you have been putting off like crazy, celebrate all the little steps. Show yourself where you're at. You do not have to make a to-do list that you stare at every day. Just pick the thing. This is what I'm going to work on. And that's it. Before you know it, it's done. And the decisions that you've made to get you there allowed you to make the decisions to take you to the next place. Our life is built off decisions, not dilemmas, options, opportunities, choices. And when you learn to navigate what you do want versus what you don't want, why, how, and simplifying getting these things done and what actually really has to be done versus what would be great to have done or a bonus, you'll start to feel a little bit more at ease, more relaxed and not so stressed or overwhelmed. So whatever your process is, colored pens, paper, your iPad, your computer, and your Excel sheet, whatever it is, create options, three to five. Be creative. There's one that you're like, oh, I do not want to do that. Great. Why? Why? Why don't you want to do it? Five to seven reasons why. Real reasons why, not, ugh, I don't want to do that. Real reasons why. And then make a list based off that, which is pretty much the opposite of what you want. What you want to spend your time doing. And see if any of your other options match up to that or a new option comes from that. It makes decision process easier, more focused, more clarity, more fun. And you'll start to see a path forward. Decisions aren't about dilemma. They're about choices, options, and opportunity. You know how I love opportunity. Your intuition is what helps you figure out the options. Your intuition is what keys you in to what you don't want and what you do want. Your intuition gives you the feeling of where to go. When you start narrowing down and looking at that list and go, oh, I do not want to do that. And you start listing the reason why. That's your intuition. That's your higher self, your connection to all that gives you that hit of "Mm, wrong way. And when you look at your options and you go, something about that feels like the right direction to go, then follow that as far as you can. You don't necessarily have to complete 100% of it for it to be done because it'll open up to the other options to make it better, take it in a new direction, to more options and opportunities. So listen to your options, your opportunities, as your intuition hangs out a big neon sign where to go. Use the ice cream method to think of things. Make it easy. Make it fun. Hey, I'd say eat some ice cream while you do it too. So have fun with your decisions. Don't feel overwhelmed (laughs) because you have choices. You have options. 
do the easy things first, do the easy things second, do the easy things third, and before you know it, you'll have one or two things left that seemed really difficult that aren't that hard to do. Thanks for listening to the Clearly Catherine podcast. If you love the show, share it with a friend, the more the merrier, and we'll see you next time.